Are these guys 12? Are they 12 years old? You don't have the balls to talk to me. Stop hiding behind your computer screen, you f Your fat husband needs to be put in line. I think we've got it. I think we've, I think we've got, you got it. The, yeah. you got the... Yeah. Thank you. Smashing Security, episode 292. Trust her flux and eBay stalking with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, episode 292. My name's Graham Cluley. And I'm Carol Terrio. And Carol, this week in the hot seat, who have we got joining us? Oh, a very lucky person, Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. And there's a good reason why we don't have a guest this week, isn't there? Well, things have got complicated, yeah. Complicated? Yeah, go on then, tell them. Yeah. No, no, you go on, you go on, you tell them. Well, first of all, um, we are speaking at NISC, which is a security conference happening up in the north of England or Midlands this week. And so we have to dash off for that, which means a little bit less. Well, it's not just that we were speaking there. We were actually going to do a live Smashing Security show. That's right. We're going to perform live Smashing Security on the stage for the lucky attendees there. And um, so that was the plan. Uh, but then something else happened. Yep, we got it all ready. <laughs> we got it all ready. Dotted the I's, crossed the T's. And yesterday, my husband came down with COVID. Mm. So he is locked in the bedroom, feeling pretty poorly. Yep. And I'm nursemaid. You are And quarantined. <laughs> so you don't have COVID yet, as far as we know. As far as we know, I'm okay. Yeah. But... There's always yep. a chance you could be carrying. So you're not going to be going to NISC. I'll go to NISC. Yes. And maybe you can join us virtually if we That's can. what the plan is. We'll see if we pull it off. We'll see if we manage that. But that doesn't mean that we can't do this fantastic show, right? Correct. So let's kick off by thanking this week's sponsors, Bitwarden, Collide, and Akamai. It's their support that help us give you this show for free. Now, coming up on today's show, Graham, what do you got? I'm going to be talking about company loyalty. Ah, and I am going to be talking about whether or not it's cool to have Liz Truss on speed dial. All this and much more on this episode of Smashing Security. Now, chum chum, uh, I've got a question for you. Have you ever been part of a group that really means something? Have you felt really loyal to it? Have you had a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose? Um, well, like a mean? company, you mean? Uh, or it, could, it could be a company, it could be a scout cult? group or a cult <laughs> or a swimming group or, you know, a, uh, whatever. Yeah, no, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I was a big, I was a big athlete, right? So yeah. when I was a kid, yeah. I, yeah, probably as a swimmer in my swim team, I was probably, right. yeah, I would definitely say I was very identified with that. Yeah. Would you do anything to defend your fellow members, uh, you know, make sure that the group wasn't damaged or harmed in some way? You'd, you'd, you'd well, I was, I, was, I was 12, so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I imagine raging hormones. You don't need to talk about my fucking raging hormones. <laughs> Thanks, though. Well, I want to tell you today about a group that had loyal members and, uh, you know, they had a sense of belonging. But one day they realised that they had enemies, people they didn't like, people who weren't fans of their particular group. Okay. People who needed to be silenced. And word came down from the top of this group that the leaders of the group were displeased. Uh, sorry, sorry. When you say mm. silence, do you mean like go swim with the fishies? 
or well yeah that that kind of message so the message which came down from on high was i want to see ashes as long as it takes whatever it takes i can manage any fallout if the plan goes south doesn't matter but we need to stop them so word has come down that somebody has to be stopped okay if someone texted me that i would be like wtf well, maybe you would, Crow. Maybe you would, but maybe you're just disloyal. Maybe you're not. Don't feel like a proper member of the team. <laughs> What's going Someone on? has to be silenced. Is the message which has come down from the top of this group, right? And maybe the person who you are targeting is on Twitter, and so maybe you'll do what this particular group did, which is it created a phony Twitter handle and it started posting threats, telling the people they were targeting to stop reporting about their organization creating a phony twitter handle is yeah i don't know if i would say that's above board it's slightly cowardly isn't it i can understand why some people might want to remain anonymous but uh, in this particular instance it sounds like you're using it for nefarious purposes i mean that's the sort of leading isn't it if you're if you're making threats right yeah it doesn't sound doesn't sound cool what what also doesn't sound cool would be to do other things Now, this is a list of things which this group may have done to the people they were targeting. And you have to say which one of these you think they did and which ones they didn't. So I'll just read out a few of them. What if I would send you some live spiders and fly larvae? Okay. Hmm? What if I would send you cockroaches? Whoa, okay. Couldn't you just feed the larvae and the cockroaches to the spiders? (laughs) A book, a book entitled Grief Diaries, Surviving the Loss of a Spouse. Maybe you received that through your door. <laughs> Do they send me a horse's head? Well, no. Okay. But what they did send, maybe, is a preserved fetid pig's head, um, which costs $59.99 plus $15 post and packing. So which of those, which of those do you think I've made up? Cockroaches. No, they did do the cockroaches. Guess again. <laughs> They've done them all. That's what I'm going to guess. They did them all, didn't they? Correct. Oh, my Correct. God. They did all of them. Yes, they did all of them. From, they're obviously not saying loves and kisses from this organisation. No, right. they didn't say that. No, they, right. these were being sent anonymously to these people who they had a beef against. And they also sent simultaneous Twitter messages from their phony account. Messages like, do I have your attention now? Oh, I guess I'm going to have to get your attention another way. Are these guys 12? Are they 12 years old? You don't have the balls to talk to me. Stop hiding behind your computer screen, you fat. Your fat husband needs to be put in line. I think we've got it. I think we've, I think we've got, you got it. The, yeah. You got the... Yeah. Thank you. When you hurt our business, you hurt our families. People will do anything to protect family. That kind of thing. So not very pleasant, those messages. I think. Not very pleasant for you to edit, I imagine, either, with all those beeps. Uh And they also signed up, these people, for newsletters about pornography, bondage, animal sex. So they're basically the highest order of troll. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's worse. I mean, it's not just like online troll. They're they're doing things in real life. Well, what, like sending things in the post? Pretty scary. Oh, and they're not just sending things to the people they're targeting. They're also sending parcels to their neighbours, but addressed to their intended victims. Do you see what I mean? So the neighbours receive pornography or hustler barely legal magazines and jazz mags. So not good. Yep. 
Okay. Now, the people who were launching this campaign decided it hadn't really gone far enough. They thought, we, we have to amp things up a little bit. Okay. So after several days of the initial campaign, what they did was they travelled 3,000 miles from California all the way across the United States to Massachusetts so they could stalk their intended victims up close. Oh, great. They got a black- great. This is fantastic. So <laughs> They got themselves a blacked-out van, rental vehicle. They repeatedly circled the block. They tracked their victims every move. They tried to break into their victim's garage to plant a GPS tracking device. You better know who these people are by the end of this. I, this is crazy. They, is this a movie? They cha- is this a movie? <laughs> they, they, changed, they changed their Twitter avatar to be a skull and began publicly posting the home address of their victims along with the death threats. Kate, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And illegal, presumably. So presumably... Well, I imagine so, Carl. Yeah, right? So isn't the organization targeted? Have they reported this? Are they just sitting there taking this and shiver, you know, quaking in their boots? Oh, no, 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 no. They, they, they are petrified. They've installed CCTV cameras. They're even sleeping in separate bedrooms. So if one of them is attacked in the middle of the night, the other one can hopefully escape and go and get help. Are they lovers or is this just business partners? They're, it's a husband. Okay, okay. So maybe not that unusual for them to sleep in different bedrooms. I don't <laughs> but, but the stalkers have got a police scanner. They're listening in to what the police are saying on their walkie-talkies. And they, so they know their victims are petrified and are calling the cops every 10 minutes. And meanwhile, the stalkers have posted the victim's address on Craigslist and other websites, inviting strangers to the home for sex parties. Okay, and why? Okay, so who is the organization? Who? What's going on? Right. What's going on? That's yeah, exactly. What you're you're wondering? What have the victims done to upset the stalkers? And have you got any theories? Where, no, <laughs> no, I have no. You theories. You mentioned a cult. A cult is possible because that would be sort of feverish loyalty, wouldn't mm. it? Or if you were a member of a demonized political party, demonized, really- like what? No, there are political factions out there who some people think "Mm, you're a little bit too fervent. You know, it's a, it's a, but they're not members of a political party. They're not members of cult. What they are are eBay employees. Um, you really buried the lead here. Okay, carry on. So the people who launched this campaign against this couple were working in fairly senior positions inside eBay. Okay. So eBay. Yeah. Has has been a frequent topic of reporting by a fairly small newsletter and website called E-Commerce Bytes, run by a husband and wife team in Massachusetts. Okay. So this is a site where they talk about e-commerce dramas. But there's, a, there's lots of eBay discussion on it because obviously eBay right. is the big one. Yeah. Right? But they talk about other things. And in, in, in the early days... Relations between eBay and the website e-commerce bytes is fairly cordial. Um, over 50 eBay executives are signed up for their newsletter. In the early days, e-commerce bytes was invited to interview eBay's management team. You know, everything's going well, but things took a bit of a turn for the worse about 10 years ago when eBay falsely accused and reported e-commerce bytes as a phishing site. Okay. Right, and that that was a mistake. Um, it, that well, that shouldn't have that, and they retracted their report later. But that's around about when the relationship 
sort of fouled up a little bit. There was a feeling that maybe eBay didn't particularly like some of the things e-commerce bites was reporting. Okay. For instance, there was an article in e-commerce bites which just observed casually that eBay's then CEO had received $18 million worth of compensation, which they helpfully pointed out was 152 times more than the average eBay employee. And of course, if a, if a story gets out like that, the CEO might feel rather uncomfortable going and chatting to, you know, Marge behind reception. Again, it depends how many people are reading this article, right? If this was on BBC News, mm. that's a big difference from it being on a, say, you know, a site with but a thousand people readers. People can pass round these sort of things, can't oh, can they? they? Yeah, can, oh. Well, yeah, yes, <laughs> articles can be shared. I mean, maybe it'd be much easier if it was flagged as a phishing site and so people didn't go there. I don't know. Um but anyway, one eBay executive said about the e-commerce bytes website. He said it it gives him ulcers. It harms employee morale and trickles into everything about our brand. I genuinely believe these people are acting out of malice and anything in caps we can do to solve it should be explored. <laughs> Somewhere at some point someone chose to let this slide. It has grown to a point that is absolutely unacceptable. This is crazy. It's the blind eye toward graffiti that turns into mayhem syndrome, and I'm sick about it. Whatever it takes. They put a full stop behind each, after each word there. Okay, it's just it's not it. this that you're stuttering. Okay, so. No. So. <laughs> and so some of the members of staff at eBay decided to take it upon themselves to sort of ramp up their opposition to e-commerce bikes. Oh, my gosh. And were they were they getting bonuses well, if they managed to come back with their heads? Well, you know, if the boss wants something done, if he wants a problem gone away, he may not ask for the details. He just wants it to be fixed, right? He doesn't need to worry about the details. He's got enough problems. You know, maybe he's hoping to purchase a Furby, a rare one or something on on eBay. So he's, he's like busy waiting for that to click through. He's like, you just deal with the problem. I'm going to snipe in at the last second and get this baseball card or whatever. It doesn't make sense to me. Like eBay is one of the top 10 websites in the world. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they are obsessed with a mom and pop media outlet. Right. And so some of eBay staff began to conspire. And at the meetings, um, one of the things they did was they played a clip from a movie called Johnny B. Good. And in Johnny B. Good, two of the characters arranged for a delivery to their football coach's home, uh, a delivery of unwanted items, uh, $283 worth of pizza, an elephant, a male stripper, and Harry Krishna missionaries. So they watched this video and they thought, we could do that. We'll do something similar. We'll start, but although they used fetid pig's heads and they didn't send any Harry Krishna around as far as I know. So, so you're saying these these employees had a meeting, yes. made a plan to terrorize these people because they didn't like what they were writing, and then then actually Absolutely. instigated it and did these things. And they got caught. Okay, then, I just want to know how then, this all when, got out. When uh, the police began to investigate this, because obviously these two people who were being harassed um, and had their garage broke into, <laughs> I said, "Who might your enemies be?" It's like, well, there's some people really upset with us who appear to be, don't want us to report on eBay any longer. But said, hey, eBay's after us, do something. So, so, so all kinds of craziness was going on at eBay. They played clips from Meet the Fockers, telling people about the circle of trust, encouraging people not to remember anything if the police came asking questions. They even went so far, 
one of the guys there, to have all the employees' personal belongings stripped from their lockers and dumped into trash bags. And they were told, you are not entitled to privacy at work. And then they showed them a clip from Full, full Metal Jacket about locker discipline. What? What? A- so... What does this have to do? Well, this is all about keeping the group together, Carol. It's like we are all in this together. It's like, you know, it's like when, when you say all employees, do you mean all employees at eBay? No, no, it's like, no, 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 of course not. It's all employees in this little group. So there are about six of them. And as a result of all this, James Bohr, who was eBay's senior director at of safety and security. He has now been sent to prison for 57 months. His co-conspirator, David Harville, the company's director of global resiliency, he's been jailed for two years and also been asked to pay a $20,000 fine. There's around about six other employees at eBay who've also pleaded guilty for their part in the cyber-stalking plot, one of whom has already been sentenced as well to 18 months in prison. So they're given prison time for this. But it is extra- what are they putting into their Kool-Aid to make employees at eBay so incredibly loyal? And where can we get some? Oh, no. Or maybe they're just a band of crazy, crazy employees that got together. Yeah. This, this is <laughs> insane. This is, I don't. <laughs> when this story first came out, the CEO did leave very promptly afterwards. The one who'd initially said he wanted uh, something to be done to silence these people. Uh, because of disagreements with the rest of the board. He, as far as I know, has not been charged with anything in connection with this. Um, but it does sound like an incredible loyalty to your boss, all because of an online critic. So don't always think it's a nutter in a back bedroom who's doing it. It could be a nutter inside a company with a team of other nutters. And if your boss sends you an email saying, I want anything to shut these people up, just kind of go, whoa, whoa, calm down. I want to know if they gave eBay feedback on that fetid pig's head. Lo- lovely quality, would order again, A plus, top seller. <laughs> Crow, what have you got for us this week? It's bad news, I'm afraid. UK as a nation is not a shiny beacon of how a state should be run at the moment, I think. Um, We're in a bit of a pickle. We're in a bit of a sticky pickle. It's what I call a truster fluck. I think is the phrase. <laughs> Interesting, because we're talking about ah. Liz Truss coming up. So Our glorious new leader, yes. But before we get to her, let's just set the scene. So we have the price of electricity going through the roof, yet petroleum companies are boasting about huge bonuses. We have hospitals with too few beds. We don't have enough teachers, doctors, nurses, or mental health professionals. Mm. Inflation is looming and food prices are soaring. Hey, did you know that supermarkets are now offering loans to people so they can eat? No, I didn't know that, no. 60,000 people have applied for Iceland's microloans in a two-week period. And credit providers say if the loans could total $3 million if approved. Did I mention the climate disaster? Is that still going on? Is that still a problem? Yes, yeah, yeah, that hasn't gone. It's still, it's still... Okay. Yeah, it's still headline news. So, so meanwhile, so this is a huge kind of cluster of garbage. And meanwhile, we have Boris Johnson leaving for lying, basically finally gets the boot in the in the behind. And we are gifted with Liz mm. Truss. She's not the winner of a general election, right? She was chosen by nearly 200,000, probably extremely wealthy conservative. My dad, members. apparently. My, my dad. Oh, well, there you go. Well, you can my thank dad him. Was one of them thank you very much. Who, uh, 
who was yeah high five yeah, to I high was, five to yeah, Graham's dad mind. for that yeah he's a member <laughs> of that particular club so we should have a different word for a prime minister if they're elected versus selected yeah. don't you think yeah anywho Liz Truss um, is a bit of a controversial choice. I know you're not a massive fan of Jonathan Pye, but he has recently put together a New York Times opinion. And he said, quote, if you take the social awkwardness of Theresa May, cross with Boris Johnson's wild-eyed incompetence, add a sprinkling of Maggie Thatcher's hatred of the working classes, and wipe off any residual charisma with a damp cloth, you're kind of halfway there. <laughs> so, do you agree with that? Um, I'm not very impressed by Liz Truss, no. She's a bit weird. Um... But yeah, she is a bit weird. The things that are controversial that I've seen in the press is that she doesn't like the idea of taxing the rich to help those in needs with social benefits. Mm. And she has vowed a red tape bonfire on EU regulations. This is the title in the Express. People are worried that this means bye-bye to environmental and privacy and societal protection laws. And weirdly, about 20-odd years ago, when she used to be a Liberal Democrat, when she was a member of a different uh, political party, um, she really wanted to do away with the monarchy. And, of course, she did have a meeting with the Queen just two days before. <laughs> anyway. It's awful. Yeah. I'm not, not, no conspiracy theory there, but I'm just saying, funny old thing, isn't it? So why am I talking about our newest unelected prime minister of the United Kingdom, Liz Truss? Well, according to the Mail on Sunday, the prime minister's mobile phone number was found to be available online for the big old price of £6.49. So about two cents in the US dollars <laughs> at the moment. And this data trove did not only have the phone number of the PM, it also had her personal information like email and passwords. To be fair, Carol, though, I, I know what Liz, Liz Truss's address is. I, <laughs> I don't have to look it up on the internet. So the data also included stolen info on 25 other cabinet ministers. Now, you read a lot about politics, don't you? Well, a little bit. So you're going to show okay. off right now. We're going to oh, put God. you on the spot, Okay. Who, what is the name of the chancellor? Oh, oh Kami Kwasi. Kami Kwasi Kwarteng. Yes. yes. <laughs> Kwarteng, yeah. Okay, defense secretary. Oh, no, it, it was Ben Wallace. I don't, I don't know who they Yes, Ben Wallace, okay. Oh, is it still Ben Wallace? I thought they'd got rid of him. Yeah, okay. foreign, foreign secretary. They didn't give it to Suella Braverman, did they? No, she's home secretary. Home secretary. There's foreign secretary is James Cleverly. Oh, yes, James Cleverly, yes. Yeah. They've only had the job about a week, haven't they? I mean, it's hard to... <laughs> they keep on right. turning them around so quickly. And, of course, we have the opposition leader. Yes, Sakia Starmer. There we go. Very good. So this website, described only as shady but not named by the Sunday paper, boasts data stolen in cyber attacks going back more than a decade, mm. okay? And this site claims to have more than 14 billion files of compromised assets on this searchable database. So the mail on Sunday, after paying for uh, £6.49p or two cents US, got access to the site for a week, and it took them seconds to find the prime minister's personal mobile number, they write. And the mm. cabinet office said that it was investigating that some of the information was old, but the data hall reportedly contained 26 current phone numbers for the cabinet, including Mrs. Truss. Uh, and now this is what I found interesting. Oh, so it's, it's still her working phone this number, This is my is big point. So apparently Mrs. Truss has used the same number since 2011. Oh, my goodness. Now, what's going on at MI5? 
You can't be allowing this. If someone's become prime minister, change their bloody phone number. Yes! Even though they probably won't want it, because otherwise you get Yuri yes! in St. Petersburg <laughs> yes! sending, sending through some dodgy zero day to infect her phone, won't they, and get inside her you WhatsApp. Just, you just would think that you would do a review, right? A, a government security group would do a review to make sure your digital stance is secure or maybe look at how it could be improved. Like, do you think Meghan Markle has the same phone number she had before she got married to Harry? <laughs> but you know what? This is this is actually the problem, is that there's no no one in charge of these people. So people can make recommendations. People can come along and say, uh... I think you want to be a bit more careful. But if you've managed to bubble up, float up, as it were, to this high in the political world, you think, like quasi Quateng, that you're some kind of genius. But in fact, you've got arrogance coming out of your ear rolls because of your eaten upbringing and all the rest of it. And so you, you think, well, I know best. And no, I don't want to change my phone number because that's how all the hedge fund managers get in touch with me. So it'll be really inconvenient. So don't think I'm stupid enough to click on a dodgy link yeah. or believe a text message. This is one of the many troubles with politicians is they they can be quite arrogant and sometimes a bit weird and dim. I've known a number of CEOs pull this prank as well. So uh, mm. just saying, just saying, it's not only politicians. Mm. So the paper came out on Sunday, tried to track down the owners of the shady website. The address was registered in a kind of down and out part of Las Vegas. And they went down there and it was a front. Um, they found, quote, scruffy prefab used as a service address for hundreds of companies. Yeah. So what could go wrong? What could go wrong with people being able to buy very um, important people in the UK's personal contact details? Um, a former British intelligence officer and cyber expert said, the amount of business that is done by ministers and opposition leaders on WhatsApp groups and other phone apps means that mobile phones are a weak point of entry for Britain's enemies. What? Is this true? This is the best we've got? Yeah, there's, there's a lot... There's a lot of political hobnobbing which goes on via things like WhatsApp, which also has a problem of these messages not necessarily being stored, whereas you might have rules in place to archive communications which are going on via email or telephone and the rest of it. But you can have disappearing messages on messaging systems. Um, but yeah, absolutely, it is a target. Right. Um, and could be highly embarrassing. Well, exactly. So... The thing is, is you have all this kind of stuff, right? And I mean, we all remember Pegasus. Yeah, so yeah. you can, you know, get access to the phone without the owner knowing. You literally know everything about them, where they are, what they're doing on their phone, everything. But of course, don't worry, because a cabinet office spokesman said, we take cybersecurity extremely seriously. Ah, that's a good line. Someone else should use that. <laughs> And they say that ministers receive regular security briefings and advice, including advice on protecting their personal data and mitigating cyber threats. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I just think maybe we need to think sometimes about refreshing our digital footprint. Like, I've, you know, people have had the same email addresses for decades and decades. Yeah. And we do that because of this treasure trove of crap that we don't really want anyone to get their hands on, except how often do we dig in there to get something? Couldn't we put it on a backup drive that's not connected to the internet at all times, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly, there should be some sort of onboarding process, shouldn't there, for uh, leading politicians? Some, you know, maybe 
put them through some kind of device yeah. to say, you will now change your phone. Because it, this is what they do in America, isn't it? They, don't, they didn't let Barack Obama keep his favourite smartphone. You know, you get oh, a locked down device. Didn't, and, uh, didn't, didn't Trump have his own device, though? Was he really ever president or did I just dream that? I was just wondering if I had a nightmare for okay. a few years. Ah! Okay. Ooh, oh, my God. It was true. If you're considering a third-party audit like SOC 2 or ISO 27001, then you should be prepared to answer some tough questions about endpoint security. Auditors want to know that you have a system in place to monitor and maintain compliance across your fleet, which means showing that your staff are using things like disk encryption, screen locks, password managers. If you're not quite sure how you'd go about proving all that, then you need Collide. Collide's an endpoint security tool for Mac, Windows and Linux devices that gives you the visibility you need to meet your third-party and internal compliance goals. Best of all, Collide doesn't resort to spying on workers or locking down devices. Instead, it works with end users to resolve issues and relies on their cooperation and informed consent. You can meet your security goals and pass your audit without compromising on privacy. Visit collide.com slash smashing to find out how. If you follow that link, they'll also give you a goodie bag just for activating a free trial. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash smashing. Smashing security listeners, did you know that Bitwarden is the only open source cross-platform password manager that can be used at home, on the go, or at work? Bitwarden's password manager securely stores credentials spanning across personal and business worlds. And every Bitwarden account begins with the creation of a personal vault, which allows you to store all your personal credentials. These are unique and secure passwords for every single account you access. And it's easy to set up. It's easy to use. I honestly love Bitwarden. I use it at home, use it at work, use it on the go. Get started with a free trial of a Teams or Enterprise plan at bitwarden.com forward slash smashing. Or you can even try it for free across devices as an individual user. Check it out at bitwarden.com forward slash smashing. And thanks to Bitwarden for sponsoring the show. Every day, billions of people around the world connect with their favourite brands online through shopping, gaming, banking, learning and more. Every second, the internet gets more chaotic, more cyber threats. Securing entire ecosystems, clouds, apps, APIs and users, that grows more complex, causing friction that slows innovation and hampers agility. With Akamai, cybersecurity can become an engine for innovation and growth. Whether you want to achieve unmatched security with Akamai's suite of app and API protection or embrace a zero-trust architecture, Akamai can help. With insights from the world's most distributed computer platform, Akamai delivers unique security research on the latest attacks and trends on everything from ransomware as a service, gangs like Conti, DDoS attacks, phishing attacks, to help you protect your business. Where else can you take advantage of insights from 7 trillion DNS queries per day. Learn more about Akamai and their security research. Visit their website, akamai.com slash smashing. That's A-K-A-M-A-I dot com slash smashing. And welcome back. And you join us at our favourite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. 
Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something like. Could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app. Whatever they wish. It doesn't have to be security-related necessarily. Better not be. Now, my Pick of the Week this week is not security-related. Excellent. In a surprising pivot, Kirill, I'm going to take a leaf out of your book, and I am going to recommend a recipe. What? What? I know. It's the sort of thing that you do. Is this one you've made? This is something I have actually made. Now, when I say made... (laughs) You mean someone made it for you and you ate it? No. No, I did it. So I've had requests from my son quite often for a soft-boiled egg with soldiers in the morning. And I've tried this on a number of occasions before taking him to school. Mm -hmm. And it's been disastrous because either the eggs are too hard... Or the eggs are all squishy. I am so, out, not outraged, surprised you didn't just call me up and go, crawl. how do I boil an egg? Soft no, boil. No, I know how to boil. I no, no, kn- soft I, boil an egg. I know exactly. Like, anyway, oh, carry on. Well, I'm going to share my method for okay. soft boiling an egg perfectly every time. I'm going to link to a YouTube video and I'm going to tell you how I'm doing it because so far it has worked perfectly every time. And maybe there are other people like me, ex-programmers, who are struggling with this and would benefit. And don't have a really good friend who's an amazing cook. Yeah. Okay, crack on. Get yourself a pot. Put about half an inch of water in it. Only half an inch. It's only a little bit of water in it, right? Mm-hmm. Boil the water. Mm-hmm. Put your So it's bubbling. That's what boiling means. Put your eggs in. Put a top. On the pot. What's that called? A, a lid. A lid mm-hmm. on the pot. It's still mm-hmm. boiling. You wait six minutes. Don't wait seven minutes. You wait six minutes. Quick! Take it off the hob. Put them in cold water. Those, my friend, are soft-boiled eggs, which you can put your toast soldiers and dip them in. And I have a very happy son. Okay, it's totally not how I do it. Isn't that funny? So it's the steam which actually boils them. It's not the water. Okay, let's hear your method, which won't be as good as mine. Okay. My my method works every time. Grab eggs, put them in a pot. I did that. Add about an inch of water. Mm, Too much. (laughs) Put the lid on. Yes. Okay. It's cold. Everything's cold right now. Oh, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Yes, I... Carry on. (laughs) Can I? Yes, carry on. Put the heat on, bring it to a boil. Once it hits the boil, turn it off completely. There's a lid on as well, right? Turn it uh-huh. off completely. Leave uh-huh. it for three minutes. Uh-huh. Remove eggs. Mm-hmm. Cold water if you're not going to eat them right away. Or slap them in your little uh, egg holder and mummy, mummy, yum, 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 yum. Anyway, listeners, try your favorite. See yep. what works better for you. Okay. All right. Let's 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 have an online poll, maybe. Yes. Carol, what's your pick of the week? Well, interesting, because I have a pick a week for you, Graham, because mine is a list of what people say are cool Twitter bots. Okay, so I have a list of a few of them, and I wanted to check them out with you to see if you'd say, yes, that would be totally useful or not not interested at all. Uh, Okay, go ahead. Does that work? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. All right, number one, Thread Reader app. Oh, I've heard of this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's when a tweet has too many threads, you just reply with the Thread Reader app, unroll, and it, the bot will compile it into an easily readable blog style format. Yeah. It kind of puts it onto a page, doesn't it? The whole conversation. Yeah, that's cool. 
I don't use it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Quoted replies. Do you want to know other people who have quoted a particular tweet? This is where quoted replies comes to the rescue. You just have to reply or or quote the original tweet with at quoted replies. And then the bot provides you with a link and you can then tap it to view all the quotes that that particular tweet where it's shown on Twitter. Mm, don't see what the point of that is. Okay. No. Okay. Um, what about screenshots of old websites? So it's like a way back machine, you know, so right. the... Uh, and that uses Twitter somehow. Yeah. So you kind of go at way back underscore exe and it'll generate screenshots of old websites in old browsers and tweet them to you every two hours. <laughs> that sounds really useful. Yeah. Okay. Earthquake alerts at earthquake bot. Oh, I definitely need that here in Oxfordshire. Yes. Well, maybe some friends live in places where there's a lot of earthquakes. And okay. basically yeah. the bot tweets about any earthquake with an intensity of five or greater as they happen worldwide. How does it get that information? It uses data from the United States Geological Survey, Graham. And also it adds a Google Map link for each location it tweets about. Can you say I'm only interested in earthquakes in a particular area rather than hearing about ones that Do I'm you think I know the answer to oh, that? Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last, last one. Tiny Care. Okay, a genuinely helpful Twitter bot that helps you practice self-care. So it sends you an hourly reminder to take a break from a busy work life with gentle advice to take a deep breath or drink water or go listen to music, or go out, or do things that make you happy. So what, it fills up your Twitter timeline with... <laughs> Every hour. Stand up, blow your nose, no, cut your toenails. saying, no, it's much nicer. Please remember to take a second to take some deep breaths. Please remember to take a moment to take your meds. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> anyway, so I have a link in the show notes to this uh, list of pretty cute bots. You may know of better ones, so feel free to tweet them over to us. And that's my pick of the week. Marvellous. Well, Carol, I think we have survived without a guest. Next week we'll have a guest and maybe we'll do a post-mortem on how the NISC uh, Smashing Security Live <laughs> event went. That'd be good. Yes. Fingers crossed for us, people. Folks, you can follow us on Twitter at Smash Insecurity. No G. Twitter and last have a G. And we're also on Reddit. Look for us on the Smash Insecurity subreddit. And don't forget to ensure you never miss another episode. Follow Smash Insecurity in your favourite podcast app, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And, of course, a huge shout-out to our episode sponsors, Akamai, Bitwarden, and Collide. And, of course, to our wonderful Patreon community. It's thanks to them all that this show is free. For episode show notes, sponsorship information, guest lists, and the entire back catalogue of more than 291 episodes, check out SmashingSecurity.com. Until next time, cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye. Away from 300 scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, eight more episodes. We're going to have episode 300. 300. When do we quit? When do we just call it a day? Do we? No? Just keep on going because the public want us to carry on. They love us. The roar of the crowd, the smell of grease paint, the sniff of the microphone. The end of the episode. Bye, everyone. Ha, <laughs> ha,